Welcome to the Wild Podcast, your weekly dose of eco-education. Welcome to the Wild Podcast. I'm your host, Roxy Rogan, and founder of Wild Education. On this podcast, I talk with people making an impact on our environment, from conservationists to storytellers to everyday people making their mark. Every month, we also have our Wild Woman segment, which showcases women doing incredible things to make change. This podcast aims not only to educate, but to empower our listeners to make an impact today. Be sure to subscribe and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Wild Podcast. I'm your host, Roxy Rogan, and founder of Wild Education. And today we have a very special guest on the show, Sarah McCauley. Sarah is a conservationist, a meditation guide, and an author. Welcome, Sarah. Glad to have you on the show. Hello. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah. So why don't you just start off by telling our listeners who you are, where you're from, and what do you do? Right. Yeah, so I'm from Canada. Um, right now I live in British Columbia, and that's likely where I'll stay. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it's where I'll stay. <laughs> um, and I was born in Ontario in Canada. Uh, so, yeah, like Roxy said, I'm a conservationist. I work in conservation. I off and on have been in it for maybe seven years or so now. Um originally started in conservation in South Africa, which is where I met Rocky. Yep, four and a half years ago or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Feels like it wasn't that long. I know, it feels like yesterday almost. It's a pretty epic experience, so sticks with you. Um, Yeah, and then I've just recently got back into conservation in British Columbia, um, doing project management for conservation projects throughout the province. So that's kind of my day nine to five job. Uh, I also am a writer on the side and that takes up quite a bit of my time. It's my passion, I would say, and where my creativity comes through. Uh, I started writing poetry actually in South Africa. So there's a little bit of a connection Mm. there. And most of my writing is focused around the environment and nature and our connection with it. I'm also a yoga and meditation teacher and through that, again, my main goal is to connect people with nature. So ultimately, when you, I'm doing quite a lot of different things. And it, yeah, many hats. Yeah, it might look like it's all over the map, but it's all for the same goal of reconnecting people with nature. Mm. And it, it all ties into that for me. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because you definitely have, um, yeah, a lot of hats and you have so many different skills, but I love that they all kind of come together for the same cause. So wh- tell us a little bit about where your passion from passion for the environment, for conservation kind of started. Was it as a kid, an adult? Where did it come from? Yeah, it definitely started as a kid. I can't really remember the moment where I realized I did care about nature. It was more like I was a kid outside talking to trees and hugging them and playing outside. <laughs> Amazing. I still do that. So yeah. It's funny the things come full circle, but <laughs> yeah, I just as a kid, I loved animals. Um, I loved being outside. And I thought from a young age, I was going to be a vet. And when I was a little kid, that's all I wanted to do. 
then I got to high school, things changed, hormones and stuff. And I decided I was going to go a different route. Maybe I should focus on helping people more. I ended up going to university for uh, global studies, it was called. Yeah. So it was more focused on international development and global culture and conflict. But I ended up doing quite a bit of courses that had to do with environment. And ultimately, that led me to Zimbabwe to do a volunteer placement with Lion Research. And that's kind of where I realized, like, okay, I do still have this passion for the environment and animals and wildlife. And that's actually what really makes my, you know, blood pump and gets me going and makes me excited to do something for the world. Mm. So ultimately that led to South Africa. And then it's been a journey from there of just keeping in touch with that. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's awesome. It's funny that you said as a kid, you um, wanted to be a vet. Because that's the exact same thing that happened to me. I would yeah. wanted to be a vet so bad. And I think probably maybe a lot of people listening could also relate to being a young kid and, and being a vet was kind of like the main the main kind of job that you're taught as a kid is like what you do if you love animals and love the environment. That's kind of it. Because yeah. I can't really remember a huge amount of other jobs except for like being a scientist or being a vet that was kind of like to do with the environment I never fully thought about it but I was just thinking the exact same thing when I was a kid it seemed like if I wanted to help animals if I wanted to help nature that was my only option yeah and really now especially now with where we're at and what we know and what's happening to the planet there are so many different ways that you can be involved with helping mm. yeah and absolutely that's one thing my many hats kind of shows in a way is that there's tons of different ways you can give back to that area. Mm. Yeah, I would like to just yeah touch on that because um, I know from personal experience as well, um, sometimes people do think that, you know, if you want to be a conservationist or if you do want to work with the environment, you have to go to uni, you have to do X, Y, Z, you have to do all these things. Um, but, you know, now we know there are so many different modalities to do with the environment. So uh, talk a little bit about your writing and how that, you know, links in with your passion for the environment and your book, Forest, which I love. I'll just say right now, I read a page every morning of oh, Sarah's book, Forest. I just close my eyes, flick to a page and read that. And that's what I do every morning, part of my little morning ritual. Um, but yeah, tell us about your writing and what, why, why writing? So again, this is something like as a kid, I was, I have memories of having stacks of paper and notebooks and I was just writing stories. I always wanted to tell stories. I would pick up a book and open it and I would make up my own story looking at the photos and then go write it down. Um, so again, it's something I can't really remember other than when I couldn't write, I wasn't doing yep, it. Yep, fair enough. <laughs> it just, yeah, it's always been there. And again, something uh, that I lost. So, or lost touch with a little bit and stopped doing. Um, but then when I, I guess it would have been, I think it was 2013. I was 23. It was around that time. I went through sort of this dark period where I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and I was feeling pretty down, not only about the world, but I had a lot of personal issues going on. 
And the one thing, it got to a pretty dark place. And the one thing that pulled me out was getting back into nature. Um, so I started going for walks, going on hikes on my own. And in that space, I really realized that even though I felt so down on myself, I was part of something that was so magnificent and so beautiful. And that made me complete, that made me worthy. And I still had a long way to go to get over, you know, these issues I was having. But I started to think about those feelings and that connection to nature more in that spiritual and that interconnected way. Um, and I started to write about it. So I would journal about it more. It was this period of healing and learning for me. And when I went to South Africa, I was still going through that phase and this healing part of the journey. And I started to write poetry. Um, and this was at a time where I was very inspired by nature. When I was in South Africa, I was we were constantly surrounded yeah. by the most gorgeous sunset, like, you know, lions and elephants yeah. and leopards. Don't even get me started on leopards. <laughs> <laughs> but there, it's just so inspiring and it's so beautiful. And that love for nature was really reinvigorated. And I wanted some way to express it, how I felt and how I saw this connection between me and other people and the animals and the landscape. And it started coming through as poetry. So that's when I really started getting back into my writing practice and making it a formal thing. Um, I, like you said, that was like four and a half years ago. Yeah, wow. You guys were like the first people I ever shared poetry with. And I was so afraid of doing it. Because oh, I thought, I this is, that. you know, this is woo-woo. Like, the, I'm supposed to be this scientist girl now. And I'm talking about, you know, that what is in the trees is in us. And that's really where this project began that became the book that is for us was me looking at how we're connected to the natural world and how we can find beauty, not only in wild spaces, but in ourselves because we're part of those wild spaces. Mm. And over the next four years, I just was, I didn't know it would be a book. I was just writing down whatever came up. And eventually I saw a theme that was poems to connect the wild self with wild spaces. Um, poems for healing and connecting to nature and allowing nature to be that method that allows you to heal. Um, so ultimately, I saw, okay, this works as a book, and it actually fits into four parts pretty well. And it all has to do with this theme of the forest and how the forest is a single living organism. And yeah, and from and then eventually I had a book. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I'm a, I mean, I love that you turn to writing as your kind of outlet to, you know, you, as you said, you're going through this really dark place and, and to reconnect to nature really helped you and writing really helped you. Because I know that um, a lot of people these days, especially just with social media can be fantastic. But I myself know that if I open up Wild's Instagram feed, it's going to be flooded with, um, you know, sometimes great stories about, you know, conservation work and wins, but a lot of the time there is quite dark things on there, you know, things that can be quite depressing, um, confronting, um, and quite graphic. So when people are seeing this all the time, I think they can really slip into this state of apathy and feeling like, 
quite helpless and that they can't do anything. So what are some tips that you would give somebody who is feeling quite overwhelmed by the state of our planet? What are some things that you might suggest to help bring them back into themselves? You know, you said you like to go out into nature and to really connect with nature. What's what's some tips you would give people out there? This is actually a perfect question for me right now, because if I'm being honest, I'm struggling with this right now. Mm. Um, And it's something that I go in ebbs and flows with. But right now, especially in Canada, I don't know if anyone's been following, but there is a lot of injustices happening with our Indigenous peoples here and along with it, pipelines and destruction to the environment. So I'm in a state right now where I'm really trying to balance my own energy while still sticking up for what I believe is right um, and not getting hopeless. Because like you say, it is easy to get hopeless when you look on social media. You see how there's people who, who don't agree with you and it can be hard to have a dialogue with them when what you think they believe is the way you think is so unjust and is hurting our planet and our people so much um so yeah it's a perfect question for me to tease through i've been thinking about it a lot Mm. and i think for me what i found is the most effective is looking at it and knowing okay i can't control everything in this situation i can't control how other people are reacting to it i can only control what i can do and i can't do everything but I can do some things. Um, So ways that I, that also helps me stay hopeful and believe like there are solutions for taking care of our planet. And yeah, I think it comes down to taking action. So it doesn't have to be huge actions, but something small, like I, you know, I became a monthly donor recently for a cause I'm aligned with and I don't have a ton of money, but I have, enough money to give $10 a month to something, right? So even that, it makes me feel a little bit like, okay, at least I'm trying to contribute to a solution here. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's, it's a balance between Absolutely. taking care of yourself and remaining hopeful, but also not ignoring what's going on and being realistic about what's going on. Mm. So I think everything you mentioned, like for me, writing is an outlet Um, and trying to share what I believe about these issues through storytelling and through words. That's a a medium I find helpful because I find I can also articulate how I feel about issues and why I see it a certain way better through words. Um, Getting out into nature and enjoying nature is very good for me, you know, staying sane and, and again, feeling the beauty of nature rather than getting down about what is happening to our planet and taking action in whatever ways I can. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, look, that's great. And it's, I love that you're being honest and saying, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with this too at the moment, because I think if I'm honest as well, it's a thing that um, I think the more further into, you know, the conservation world you get, a lot of the time it is kind of this state that can be quite constant, that you're just aware of so much more, you're educated about so much more. So, you know, it's just, it can be, you know, in the forefront of your mind. Um, But yeah, really taking those steps to look after yourself as well, I think is so important because if we get so completely overwhelmed by the state of the planet, 
and dip into this depression and feel like we can't do anything, we're not doing anything. And that then leads to us not contributing at all. So Jane Goodell has this great kind of quote that her, um, that she uses a lot um, when she talks and, and through her medias and stuff is think global, act local. So anytime that I'm really stuck and I'm thinking about the ice caps melting and I'm just like super overwhelmed, I try and just bring back to where I am here and now and then think about what I can do. So whether yeah. it, yeah, whether it be just simple like, okay, I'm going out for a coffee, I'm going to bring my keep cup. Okay, I'm going to the beach. I'm going to do a beach clean. Like little things to show that you do care and there are ways to contribute to helping the environment, I think can can really ground you and, and bring you back to what you are in control of is like what you mentioned before because I think it gets to that point where you realize there are some things that you can't control mm-hmm. and focus on what you can control. Um, so I think that's really important. Yeah, because this was a big topic that came up, um, you know, when I was asking people, what do you want to hear? You know, what, what would you like to hear about? And a lot of people said eco-anxiety and how to deal with that. So it's obviously yeah. a thing that is affecting a lot of people, not just people who are conservationists or scientists. It is affecting everyday people. Everybody is seeing the news. Everybody knows about, you know, all these climate change and natural disasters and all these things that are occurring um yeah so it can be it does impact a lot of people I often I I said to my partner once it feels like I'm climbing this hill of hope and I just every time I almost feel like I get to the top I something knocks me down Mm. and I feel like oh like how are we going to get this done how are we going to actually make change but I just keep climbing and I think it's like looking if you imagine it that way, I'm a pretty visual person, but if you are too, imagine it that way. It's like, what are the tools that are going to allow me to keep climbing and keep like pursuing this, this, I don't want to say battle, but this issue and this passion. Mm. And as you were talking there about everyone, it is so many people who are dealing with this eco anxiety and, and not sure how to navigate it. In a way we can look at that as a, a good thing because it means a lot of people care and a lot of people are thinking about it if those people turn it into small action I do think that's where you can get change and you have to just focus on that ripple effect as hard as it can be sometimes I mean even like where you are now you know doing wild education you're helping so many people be inspired and wanting to do their part and that also came out of you taking an action to volunteer and help the environment, mm. right? Yeah. And seeing other people doing it as well. Like it's all this ripple effect. And now the beauty of social media, rather than I guess the hard part, is that it happens globally and yeah. you can inspire globally. Yeah. So yeah. It's also focusing on that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, I do think it's important for people out there who might be listening and are feeling really down about the environment and feel like they can't do a lot is to also reach out to your family and friends and just have an open and honest conversation about how you're feeling. Talk to your local counselors, like your local therapists, like even you don't like 
eco-anxiety, I suppose, is quite a relatively new term, but it's still anxiety. It's still feeling like you are feeling helpless. So talk to a therapist or a professional about it for sure. Um, and also I found um, something that's really helped is, is talking to other people who uh, feel the same way so you know that you're not alone in feeling like this and, um, you know, encourage each other instead of getting together and just almost making it worse by highlighting all the bad things. Get together and talk about it whilst doing a beach clean or like, yeah. you know, do something and chat about it instead of, yeah. you know, just sitting and chatting about it and kind of falling into that apathy again, really, you know, taking action. So, yeah, I think it's um, super important to Creativity is also a great thing. Um, I personally prefer to draw. So if I'm really in a rut and I'm feeling like, you know, it's crazy, for example, the bushfires that have raged throughout Australia since last year in September. Um, thank God we had recently so much rain and it put out pretty much all of the fires. Um, in the midst of that, I was feeling completely overwhelmed and like I could not think about anything else. and my whole days were consumed with this fear and just anger and all these emotions. So I drew, I drew a Phoenix and even just like drawing um, that creative outlet really helps me just kind of bring me back into the moment and realize, no, it's okay. Like it's going to get better. These are the things that we can do to help. Like, you know, donating money or your time is always a great, great one as well. Yeah. yeah and I think even creating itself can, help other people through it as well so like you drawing that phoenix you know it can make someone see it in a different way or feel inspired to take action whereas before they might have just been down about it and yeah. not just in a rut and feeling like you might as well just give up yeah absolutely I, yeah the same for me with writing is I feel like it's a way to for me to express my feelings and get them out and to see the beauty instead of hopelessness of what's happening and also to reach people in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. And um, what advice would you give to people who are wanting to really make a change, but they're wanting to step away. Maybe they're wanting to change careers and they are wanting to become any one of your hats. What, what kind of <laughs> advice would you give to people who are maybe wanting to step in to say, conservation work or you know doing something like meditation guide what's kind of advice you might give to someone who's wanting to make that career change um I would say follow make sure it's what you're passionate about so even if you have to get super specific about it just really nail down what exactly makes you feel ignited and makes you feel reinvigorated because that's what's going to carry you through any of the steps you need to get there. So don't, don't try and do, don't try and be a vet because you think you need to be a vet to help. What are you passionate about? What really gets you going? How can you mix those two together and let that carry you through? I hope that makes sense. Absolutely. No, I was just like listening, like so intently, like this is the best advice ever because honestly it's, um, yeah so point like so spot on the same with starting wilds like if I wasn't super passionate about it I knew at the beginning I would fade out really quick because 
you need that passion. And I would also probably just to add on is remember your why. So why are you wanting to change careers? Why are you wanting to do this? Because if it's just the, you know, like, oh, I want, well, I was going to say I want money. I'm just going to put a disclaimer out there. Being a conservationist, you're not going to get a huge amount of money. Sorry, folks, if that's what you're thinking. Um, but yeah, passion is definitely one of the biggest things that pulls you through. I totally agree about know your why, remember your why. And that's something I have to keep telling myself. Yeah, back constantly. All the time. Mm, me too. I, I have a tendency to want to do a ton of things. And that's what led to me having these different hats. But I still feel like I've focused it down more than my imagination would probably let me. It would rather me be doing a million things. Mm. Um, but again, I keep coming back to my why. Like, what what do I feel like my reason is for being here and being in this space? And for me, it's reconnecting people with nature. Mm. So if something, even if something sounds cool and seems like it's important and it needs to be done, if it doesn't, satisfied my why if it doesn't speak to that reason for me then it it's not going to work out yeah and I'm still learning that like that's something recently I've been having to play with and you know slow myself down and yeah absolutely I think that's I think that's so important and I think a lot of people um you know if you're kind of a you know aware about it you do have to bring back to that why I have to do it all the time because you can just you can just get so caught up in things and 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 run with it, but you yeah bringing back to the why you're doing it and why is it important yeah really grounds you. I'm gonna ask you a question which might contradict what you just said, but do you have any projects coming up that we can? Well, I do actually. Yes, I was like, I questioned it as, do you have any? Not how many do you have. <laughs> No, so I actually, that was, that's a change I've made recently Mm. as I've told myself, I'm only focusing on one project at a time because otherwise your energy is scattered and you don't give it what it needs. Absolutely. So I cut out everything else and said, if it's still there later, I'll do it later. Perfect. Um, Right now, my focus is a second book. Yes. I was hoping Um, you'd say that. (laughs) So I, I'm pretty much ready to start the editing process um i'm not gonna maybe i should give a tidbit here i'll tell you the the give us a little teaser go on (laughs) i'm gonna do a cover reveal probably in a few weeks i'm not sure when yet perfect but the title of the second book will be our ocean heart oh i love it uh again it's poems that have to do with nature connection and seeing that beauty of nature in ourselves it's almost like a sequel to forest but there's definitely more of an ocean water theme in it mm, beautiful um, so that's that's all I'm gonna give away right oh now. that's so amazing how exciting yay I was really hoping you would say you're gonna come out with a new book because I know that you have lots of projects and it's it's actually awesome to hear that you're um really you know channeling your focus into this this one project um but I was I was I was hoping it was gonna be a new book so I'm I'm happy. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, awesome. Okay, well, last question. Um, how can people connect with you online? Where can they? Where can we find you? <laughs> Instagram, mostly. Instagram, great. 
again, I, I feel scattered if I get on too many platforms. So. Yeah, that's no, that's good. That's great. I'm focused on Instagram. So you can find me at sacred by Sarah. So that's where I post all of my writing. It's all the only one I use. So mm-hmm. it's where you'll find all of my stuff. Um, and yeah, I'm always happy to connect with people on there for sure. Awesome. And um, where can people purchase your book, Forest? So it is on Amazon. I don't think in Australia it's actually, I don't think it's available. No, not yet, but we'll hopefully have some international listeners who can still purchase it. So probably for North America. Um, and Europe. And Europe. Okay. Australians listening will know that this is just crazy. This happens all the time. You log onto YouTube to try and find a video and it goes, not available in your country. You're like, dude, I'm in Sydney. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Um, that being said, like if someone, if you feel like it'll resonate with you, connect with me on Instagram, message me, say you've watched or listened to the podcast and heard about it and I'll work something out for you. Perfect. Like Amazing. Like you did for me. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm getting this book. <laughs> it's actually not too bad to ship it there, so. Yeah, message me if you're interested and we'll chat about it. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really looking – no worries. Really looking forward to this little um, cover reveal that you're going to be doing sometime soon. So for everyone listening, be sure to check out Sarah on Instagram to keep up with all her work and her new new book. And, yeah, thanks so much, Sarah. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe to our channel and follow us on Instagram, wild underscore education. Thanks again and talk soon.